Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to another episode of the Biz Nation podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb, and today we're chatting with Kerry Ridley from My Little Bookshop. Kerry operates a traveling bookshop across Western Australia. My Little Bookshop has been operating for around two years, and I've brought Kerry onto the show because, well, let's face it, amazing things happen in business, and I wanted Kerry to share her story. And pretty much from there, let's dive straight in. Welcome to the show, Kerry. Welcome, Kerry, and thanks for having me. And I've got to say, Kerry and Kerry, like I'm, I really feel like I'm talking to myself, which is not uncommon, I have to say. But Kerry to the power of two, it's always got to be a good show when there's two Kerrys involved. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> Kindred spirits. Exactly, exactly. So, Kerry, let's dive into. I want to chat about where you are now, what you're doing, and what what happens in your world. Can you share that with us? Sure, sure. Um, officially, the business started on the 18th of May, two years ago. So I'm just shy of the two years. And I have three vans that travel around Western Australia. We cover a lot of the Perth metropolitan area, and then we specifically organise country road trips. And we have a, a big focus on WA authors as well. Awesome. So did you start with one van and then it expanded in, in those couple of years? Yes. I started with a big caravan, actually, because my notion initially was to you know, have accommodation when I'm travelling around WA. So it was the one van. Initially, I thought, too, that it was more going to be a lifestyle job. Um, but, yeah, it's turned into a full-time small business for sure. Mm, that's interesting. So work-life balance, how's that How's that kind of going for you in the business? Oh, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the work has consumed my world. But I must say that because I've found my niche and I've finally found something that I love, I'm not too fussed that it can be 14-hour days. So. Mm, 14-hour days. Oh, my goodness. And and from what I understand from our discussion before the show, you start early. Is is that correct? Yeah, I, I start very early only because I need that hour or so at my age now to, um, you know, wake up properly. And, yeah. and I am a morning person. Oh, I'm that's much a... more productive, um, you know, by the 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's when the brain starts to waver. Yep. So, yeah, yep. very productive in the morning. That's good. That's good. So, Kerry, can you um, just give us a little bit more insight? Like you mentioned that you travel around uh, Perth area. So what does a standard day look like for you? What What's involved? And, and give us a bit of a, an insight into an average day for you. The Monday to Thursday is very much behind the scenes, like doing all the admin of a small business. 
and then like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when it's literally out and about at all the events and the markets in in the Perth scene. Wow. Yeah, the Monday to Thursday because with publishers and distributors and you get catalogues, it's books. So there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds to go through. So you're looking at upcoming books that the publishers will send you. I get a lot of um, inquiries from local authors because they now know that, you know, there's somewhere that they can get their books on the shelf. So I deal with that a lot. Obviously, um, I outsource the bookkeeper. Numbers has never been my thing. (laughs) (laughs) And with the online deliveries, I do that during the week as well, around Mm -hmm. Perth, yeah. Online. Now, that's an interesting topic right there. Did you start the business online or was that something that came in later on? No, the online shop came in later on. That, that wasn't even on my radar, to be honest. Um, and it was probably a year in, literally about three days before the national COVID lockdown. Oh, wow. Is when my online shop went live. So... I thought it would be more of a, a quieter leading that I could do, but that turned out to be, you know, as the the term, the trendy term is to pivot. So that was a massive pivot to, you know, expose, promote the online shop as much as I could. Mm. And did you, were you planning this before COVID? Like was this part of the business plan before COVID actually hit or was it literally panic stations when COVID hit that you had to bring this space up so quickly? No, it was part of the plan. So the online shop was pretty much good to go. But, you know, with everything else that goes on in a small business and so many hats to wear, I thought, okay, I'll just let this one slide on in. And then I can slowly say, hey, everybody, I've got an online shop, Mm. you know, and the three days before the lockdown, so that just blew that notion apart. It really became the main focus of of the business at that point, having the online shop. Yeah, definitely. I can certainly see that that would have um, come about quite quickly and probably a little bit quicker than you had anticipated. Like you said, you want to probably slowly, you know, move into those new spaces. But I think a lot of business owners were kind of, you know, we're all put on the edge of the cliff and we had to either jump or or, or stand back and, and, and wait and, and kind of assess the landscape. So interesting place to be in definitely in, in your industry. Now, I've got an interesting question for you. So it's all about books and you must get so like engulfed with information about books and you mentioned about, you know, new books coming out. How much do you read? (laughs) Actually, um, probably like everybody else, you know, I have my moments where, you know, I can binge with reading a book. Um, But then, you know, I'll have times where it's like, you know what, I just want to sit back, have a wine. What is it? What is it? Netflix and chill. Is that the yeah, definitely yes. So, but same again because I'm that morning person. I read in the morning. So normally between like seven and eight, when the brain's fully functional, mm-hmm. that's when I read because it'll all absorb. If I read of a night time in bed, I, I would never get one chapter and I fall asleep. 
<laughs> yeah, I confess I'm the same. I used to be a, I wasn't a huge reader, but I'd always have something, you know, bedside and literally like two pages in. But my problem was that would make me go to sleep. Maybe I should go back to it. Um, and then, but then I'd forget what I actually read. So I'd have to go back yeah. and start again. So it just wasn't working for me, I confess. So I'll have to um, introduce a new routine in the reading space at some stage for sure. <laughs> yes, well, some people exercise at that hour of the day. I read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I could put a book on the treadmill. There you go. I oh. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's a new concept. So, Kerry, tell me um, two years in, what's what's evolved, what's changed, what have you learnt, you know, what can you share with the listener has been some really key aspects of the business journey and, and what you've gone through? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is to just ask questions when you don't know because everybody, the, this whole journey so far has been supported by so many people. Uh, I'm not sure how Victoria works, but over here in the West, we have the what's called the Business Advisory Service mm-hmm. and that's all run through Small uh, Small Development Business Commission. Anyway. They offer like a free 12-month mentor, I guess. So because I had no background in retail or sales, no background in small business, they were absolutely, like they were instrumental in getting me to where I am now because I didn't even know all these different things about, you know, tax and GST, do we register or not? Um, So I, I just think you know, try and source as much as you can because there is a lot of free resources out there for small business. Mm. And then, yeah, but two years in, I would never have thought in the beginning that I would be where I'm at now. In a good way? I survived COVID, so that's a big win. That's definitely a bonus, yeah, for sure. So what are some of the key points other than, you know, maybe the finance side of things, what else have you learnt on the journey? I think with the customer service role, people, you know, people still want that human connection. Yeah. So to me, customer service is, and I think that's just me personally, it's always been a key thing for me. I'm the kind of person who would rather pay that little bit more and have excellent customer service. So that's that's key for me and especially relationships with like suppliers, publishers, authors, because you never know what's going to crop up from just speaking to people. Mm. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of power in that. Um, definitely what you said about before about asking questions if you don't know, you know, asking um, the right spaces, definitely tapping into the free resources that are available to business owners. I think so many out there don't know that there's so much available. Um, I love that you've had that that mentor kind of space in WA and, and been able to tap into some awesome resources in that capacity. And But I think you're right, it's, it's building relationships, it's finding other people and, and asking questions. If you don't know, someone else might know. That's... Absolutely, yeah. And mm. you find out um, pretty quickly, I think, because small business, there's so many hats every single day that I've got to a point now where I won't, if it's not my talent and not my focus, then I will outsource. 
Mm. Like I said, like I've got um, the bookkeeper slash accountant. I outsource that because initially when I started to look at all these accounting programs, that just, you know, it just blew my mind. And I thought I'm wasting a lot of um, man slash woman hours trying to get this right and I'm wasting time where on things I'm good at. So I've learnt to, if something is going to take up way too much of my time, it's not a natural talent for me, then I will, yeah, outsource or look elsewhere or call, mm. call a friend. Yeah, phone a friend, always phone a friend for sure. Yeah, 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 love that. So tell me, let's go back to COVID for a moment. Did you do anything um, other than the online store, which had to had to happen and, and kind of got escalated on the timeline? What else did you go through to, you know, support customers and, and that type of thing through through the pandemic? Well, uh, well, with the online shop, Western Australia had like the uh, intrastate borders from the country to the metro. So with the online orders that I was getting, there was a lot of, you know, people on one side or the other saying, look, you know, I need this order to go here and there. Can you check on my parents or something? So I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, you know, when I get there, I'll take the social distance photo and send to you. Um, but I also asked them, you know, do they need any essentials? So I would stop at, um, you know, a supermarket and sort of like get some bread and milk, that kind of thing, because I thought it's just the right thing to do. Like these people, you know, they can't get out mm. and you've got a concerned relative. So it was, it just seemed automatic to say, you know, do they want any essentials? I'll, I'll grab it at the supermarket and then, you know, drop that off along with their books. So, oh, wow. So you yeah. were doing like delivery of little care packages along with the, the book orders? Yes, but it seemed quite natural to do, Oh, really. It didn't seem like anything that was above and beyond. It just seemed like, the you know, a natural thing because we were all scrambling at mm. that time and I think we were more concerned of, of the health side of things then, whereas now we're more sort of concerned about the economy side. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I agree with you there. There was a definite shift in the human race when when COVID first started. And I think people's, you know, empathy and compassion certainly came out. But I've not heard of another business owner that's on the road that's delivering care packages along with the product. So that's, yeah. I, I think, credit to you on that one. That's that's really sweet, really nice and, and so lovely to hear about as well. Mm, but it's a very eerie feeling being on a freeway and there's no traffic at all. You might, oh, yeah. I might have seen one or two trucks. That that was quite a surreal thing to do. Yeah, and isn't it amazing? Like one of the things that I did um, in those early stages, I was looking on. I think it was YouTube or, or even just the odd Google or something, because you you see the news and the news was all you know quite. Uh, doom and gloom and, and that type of thing. But I looked at the how quiet everything was because yeah. like like what you just said, Kerry, you know, like I'd step outside and it was like waiting for the zombies or something. It was re <laughs> it was really, really weird at that time. So no, I just I just want to um thank you for doing that. I think that that's incredible and and such a lovely thing to do and and it is above and beyond, just so you know. I think, you know, <laughs> 
you, you're downplaying it, but there's nothing to downplay here. I think that that's super, super nice and, and really thoughtful and taking that extra step. And, and you know what? Like sometimes those little things of customer service, like you're going to be remembered for that, you know? So yes, I think, yes. yeah, that's and nice. I still have them customers now, which is great. Yeah. So, but also I think um, and on the business side of things during that crazy period, I contacted everybody that I knew from event organisers to authors to family friends to say, hey, look, my online shop has literally just started. Would you kindly promote it to let mm. people know that I can, um, you know, I can still deliver books if they ordered? And everybody did. So ah. I just got to ask. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the word of mouth is not dead. Like I think it's definitely one of our most powerful tools in business is word of mouth and, you know, collaborations, forming those relationships, having conversations, you know, and it's it goes both ways, you know, the old barter system of you help someone and it comes back and, and vice versa and, you know, getting together and, and helping each other out is exactly what you've done and I think has, has definitely really worked in, in that space as well. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. You know, you never know who you're going to bump into and who you're talking to. Mm. So, and I think with that, as much as we were isolated, there was still that connection. And then you have a better connection, I wouldn't say after COVID because we're still going sort of through it, but afterwards when we all sort of came out and went back to to work pretty much, um, you have a better connection with them people. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb, or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at BizNation Support Group. So I want to talk to you about some numbers because something that I've realised um, probably, and I've known for some time, but it's an interesting time for business owners because we're looking at our figures, we're looking at our financials, and in most cases, a lot of us are projecting and forecasting what's what's going yeah. to happen, what does the next 12 months look like. What's your take on the financial space in the business having gone through COVID, <clears throat> excuse me, and survived it? What what does it look like? What what do you kind of think in that that area? And not being obviously you outsource the bookkeeping, so I want to put that yeah. out there. But yeah, yeah what, what what do you see? I sort of I don't know whether we're just like this odd little book industry that's in its own world. In a way, COVID helped exactly, <clears throat> excuse me. COVID helped the book industry because people had then a completely different perspective um, after that. So when we were got back to work in the July through to December, literally um, the sales tripled, quadrupled. Wow. So far this year it's sort of slid a little bit and then 
we had a snap lockdown in February and we've just had a recent lockdown again a couple of weeks ago. That took a huge dent for the income. Mm. Uh, and it seems to be that the hospitality and events industry, here in the West anyway, as in, they seem to be copying it all the time and losing um, economically. So for two years, the business is in a good position and forecasting into next year, because we have the extra van now, we, we've pretty much sort of doubled and then some the mm -hmm. projection for next year or next financial year. And that's also due to, you know, being out there um, to get into schools and libraries and childcare centres, you know, so moving into other areas other than just the travelling van around Perth and, and country trips. So I think for two years, personally, I think the business financially is in a good spot. A, I, was, I tend to think that I've been trading for 18 months. Mm-hmm rather than two years. I'm very much aware of the a business, most businesses don't last for three years. Yeah. But I'm, I'm determined to get through all of that. So at this point in time, uh, it's literally gone back to paying itself, mm -hmm. but not paying me a big income anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, them two snap lockdowns and I'm really hoping there's no more, um, yeah, it takes a big chunk out of your income. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, there's two points I want to make to that, that um, uh, to the forecasting side of business right now, no one's got the crystal ball. No one can really predict exactly what's going to happen. We can guesstimate what yeah. what we, you know, can foresee and, and what's potentially coming down the line. But it sounds to me, um, Kerry, that you've, probably reinvested in the business to oh, yeah, ha yeah. to have that future growth you know you may not be paying yourself and, and paying yourself as you deserve just yet but you know by channeling funds back into the business to you know create a better forecast it sounds like you're on that path would that be correct yes yeah it's more of a, um, a growth path that we're on because we got the third van uh, beginning of this year we decided last week, week before, after that second lockdown, to literally take 20% of the income as an emergency fund. Ooh, that's clever. Because I, that last lockdown and the income that we lost was big. So... I thought, I don't want to be in this spot again. There's no guarantees that we're not going to be in lockdown. I mean, all the state premiers are saying we're still in a pandemic. So, yeah, that's that's the plan of attack going forward is to take 20% of the income and just make an emergency fund because I'm sure there'll be another lockdown somewhere along the line and I want and need to be prepared for that. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice, especially for younger businesses to, you know, certainly put funds away. That emergency stash is something that probably doesn't happen quite a lot and particularly in the current environment. And this could go on, you know, still for another 12 months or two years. We No one knows. There's no prediction. So, yeah. so great advice, Kerry. That's fantastic advice for someone else to, you know, really start thinking about having a little reserve, a little, you know, safety net behind them um, not only have you in, invested in the business but moving forward you know to have that that safety net is, is definitely awesome that's that's fantastic thank you for sharing that I think yeah. that's really good oh, no worries mm. so helpful? I want to go back I know this is a, a little bit probably feels weird but I want to go back to your story what what brought you to this business where did this all begin um uh the growing statistic of 50 plus and being made redundant. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I had um, basically an administration background. So I had, you know, and I was just sort of completely blindsided by it. I just oh. didn't see it coming. So I had a, like a month's pity party, I guess you'd call it. Yep, and, yep. And then thought to myself, well, I am at an age now to, you know, it's it's about me. And I thought, whatever I'm going to do, it has to be what I love doing. Yep. And when I sort of brought it down to the basics, I thought, I've always loved travelling. I've always loved reading. I put the two together. Yeah. And, yeah, it was that sort of how hard can it be? <laughs> to get a caravan and travel around and sell some books, you know. Easy, easy but, peasy. Yeah. But when we were kids, um, our, my parents, they, when I was 12, they quit their jobs and literally packed us all up as a family. And this was oh, 80, 81. Mm -hmm. And we literally as a family drove around Australia in a caravan. Oh, wow. Yeah, and mum had set up with the education department because it was, um, you know, male correspondence schooling. Oh, yep, yep. So we called into the education department before we left and, you know, they gave us like six months' worth of books and reading. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, so, you know, being on the road a lot and it was, it's always just been one of the, you know, the best memories, I guess, from, from childhood. And that really resonated with me when I thought what am I going to do with you know the rest of my life I guess yeah and I thought yeah that's it that's what I want to do so. oh I love that story and and key question here is though like that redundancy that pain period that you went through do you regret that do you do you want to go back not at all um you know and it was sort of more corporate in the CBD so if I'm really, really honest, I am not missing heels and makeup and rush, rush, rush and, you know, I, I can go out to my events and, you know, I'm generally sort of known to my friends as the caftan queen. You know, there's no uniform, there's, there's no anything. And, yeah, I've just worn flat shoes for the last couple of years and it's been fantastic. I do oh, not yeah. regret it one bit. Oh, that's great. And I love that you get to be you you know, and, and yes. you can make the decisions, you can, you know, 
based on the weather or how you feel or what's going on. That's amazing. I think that's part of the reason a lot of us go into business is for that that freedom feeling, if nothing else, you know. I think, yeah, I love that yeah, story. And I've got three grown-up daughters and I just still wanted, I don't know, maybe it's that old feminist in me or something, but I really wanted to sort of show them that, okay, you know, to them it's old, but, um, you know, that women still can achieve great things after a certain age. Yeah. It's normally ignored. Yeah, so true. So, yeah. So true. I love that. All right, we're going to dive into the next part of the show, which is five, five fun facts about Kerry. Oh, my Uh-oh. God. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. Don't fear. Don't fear. I have random questions in this cute little tin that probably needs redecorating at some stage. I thought I was going to get a virtual chocolate out of that tin. Oh, (laughs) that's a good idea. Thank you. All right. I I know what to bring in next. Okay. I'm just going to grab five of these random questions and hopefully I don't keep picking the same ones. (laughs) There's a chance. All right. I've got five. Are you ready? Bring it on. (laughs) Okay. All right. Question number one. Walk in the park or walk on the beach? Which one would you prefer? The beach because it is literally three minutes away. Oh, perfect. There you go. (laughs) Just down the road. Yep. Absolutely, yep. And when was the last time you did this? Uh, Yesterday afternoon. There you go. Yeah. Too easy. Yeah, with the dog and away we went. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, next question. Oh, well, this one, this one's kind of, this is interesting. Are you the driver or do you like to be driven? Very appropriate, <laughs> very appropriate. Uh, obviously in the business, um, I'm the driver, but then on the weekends, you know, well, no, I won't say weekends because weekends is probably that odd option during the week. Yeah, I, I guess it's just one of them things that's automatic. I, I get driven around by by the partner. So. Yeah. And are you yeah. a good passenger or, or are you a, a little bit of a backseat driver? I can be a backseat driver a little bit. <laughs> and if, you know what, if I know that if I get to that point, I will just look out the window. Because and it's like don't say anything. <laughs> you know not to push too far. That's good. That's good. Next question. What is your all-time favorite movie? Now this is a good question because you're in the book space, but you did yeah. mention Netflix. So favorite movie? Yeah, I am a big movie buff. I would have to say, literally off the top of my head, it is Breakfast at Tiffany's and Jaws. <sighs> And oh, interesting combination. Breakfast. <laughs> well, that's sort of how the business began as well, because the big caravan is called Audrey after Audrey Ooh. Hepburn, and you know the fifties colours of the branding. Uh, and I just, yeah, breakfast at Tiffany. I think when I saw it as a kid, was just sort of wow. She seems so glamorous, and you know, it took a long time, obviously, to realise what the movie and the book was actually about. <laughs> And and Jaws, um, when we were kids, my parents took us down south, sort of Bustleton, mm-hmm. uh, for the, the annual beach holiday over the Christmas break. 
and Jaws was the new blockbuster at the drive-in. So as we're at the beach caravan park, they take us to see Jaws and it's just ingrained in my psyche. And I thought later on, I was like, Mum, Dad, why, why would you take us kids at a beach holiday to go and see Jaws? And we watch it every year without fail in October in sort of the lead up to summer. It's a family thing now. So you watch a movie about sharks as we're about to go into water weather. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's it's kind of like watching, um, oh, what's that movie where the plane crashes into the Hudson River? It's like watching that before boarding a flight. <laughs> oh, wasn't, that, wasn't that Sully? The yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah love that yeah. movie. Yeah. All right, next question. Do you believe in extraterrestrials? Did I even say that right? Extraterrestrial, extra aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that there is something other than us. Yeah. Out there. Um, but obviously, when you said extraterrestrial, my brain just went to ET. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another good movie. Another yeah. good movie. Yeah. Awesome, I love that. Last question and then you're off the hook. Cool. All right. Oh, well, we already know the answer to this. I'm, I'm going to do something unusual. I, I don't want to ask that one. I'm going to find another one. Oh, okay. This it was too obvious. It was. You've already answered it. Was um, Are you a morning marvel or a, a night owl, which we already oh, know. Okay. You're the morning marvel, so we'll skip that. <laughs> I love that tag, morning yeah. marvel. Morning Marvel. You are. You are a Morning Marvel. All right. If you had a time machine, would you go into the future or back to the past? Back to the past. I love my history. Love it. Yeah. So you'd go back in time to your own past or would you go even further into another era? I would go into another era. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, like the the Jane Austen era. I'd like to go back to, say, the 60s with, um, you know, the the women's liberation side of things. I'd like to go back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I just think, you know, on a shallow level, I'd like to go back to the 50s where, you know, it's all very false but where you could just sort of, you know, stay at home and do some housework and, you know, <laughs> the kids would come home from school and, Look pretty for the husband, you know, <laughs> on that shallow level every now and then. It'd be like, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I think it would be for a couple of days. I think we'd get bored as business owners. I think we'd get bored pretty quickly. Yeah, we- yeah a week max. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. Okay, that's our fine five fun facts about Kerry. Thank you so much for participating. That is my favourite part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. <laughs> So, Kerry, before we wrap up the show, where can we find you? Uh, a website, social handles, what what can we put in there? Yeah, the website is mylittlebookshop.com.au and that has a calendar of events so you can find out where we are all the time. I do have Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram is mylittlebookshop underscore mm-hmm. and Facebook is mylittlebookshop19. I didn't realise how many... Um, you know, handles there was for Facebook. So yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. look, just look for the little blue logo, the little caravan logo. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So just that website again, mylittlebookshop.com.au. Yes, that's right. 
awesome. And you're on Instagram and Facebook. I'll pop all of those links into the show notes so that the listeners can find you. I think this is definitely a space to tap into. And I, I love books. I don't probably spend enough time with books, I confess, but I do love them. I like to see, feel and touch. You know, I've tried Audible. It's just not quite the yeah. same type of thing and I'm, I'm sure many are in that you know audio experience these days and especially those listening to this podcast obviously <laughs> yes I have regular customers and they use all three platforms but they mm. all come back to the relax calming taking time out is all about the hard copy book absolutely nothing beats oh my god rainy day comfy chair amazing book oh that that's that's incredible. I think that and all just works. Jimmy Jammies. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you know what I bought? Just quickly, I bought. Have you heard of an Udi? Oh, you brought one of them. I did. I did. It is sensational. There was a day not so long ago. It was pouring rain. It was freezing cold. There was me in my Udi, all rugged up. It was just incredible. So I, I'm kind of picturing. I've got one of those circle chairs that spins or rotates. Oh wow. Yeah, so next time it rains and there's just like no clients on the books, it'll be me and a book in the Udi on the circle chair. It's going to be amazing. Perfect. I think that lead up word into winter is snug. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Kerry, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been an amazing discussion. I've loved hearing your story, your journey, all those great little things that you've learned along the way. Like I said before, I'm going to pop all those links into the show notes and and keep spreading the word about my little bookshop. I think that's incredible. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks for having me. It's been great fun. Awesome. Thank you. We will chat really soon. Okay, bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes and I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.